Hey, everybody, this is Christian Brindle, president and founder of Christian Brindle Insurance Services, an agency specializing in Medicare health plans, as well as the founder and admin of the Six Figure Medicare Agent Facebook community. And I am Glenn Shelton, founder and president of Lead Heroes, where we specialize in final expense and Medicare insurance leads. Every single Tuesday, guys, we have decided to come together and bring our forces together to talk about our two favorite subjects in the world, insurance and tacos. Henceforth, Taco Tuesday, let's taco about insurance. Every single Tuesday, we will live stream this show for the group Six Figure Medicare Agent at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Don't miss it. It can also be found everywhere that podcasts can be listened to, or you could watch the replay of the video up on our YouTube channel for the Six Figure Medicare Agent YouTube channel. Thanks so much for watching. Hope you enjoy, and let's get into this. Uh, from the standpoint that like, okay, our biggest businesses are tied in hugely with the Mormon church. And if this, if this, if this bleeds into going live, me talking about this, I don't even care. Um, no, we're live. It looks I know like there, we're live. So. I, know there's some, I know there's some agents in here that are Mormon and I, I think I, I offended one or two of them. I didn't mean to. Uh -oh. like, I just said, did you see that post I posted like, like a week or two ago? And I said, I was like, I'm in Utah and I'm not Mormon. And everyone's like, what's wrong with being Mormon? I'm like, I didn't say there was anything yeah, wrong with no, being Mormon. I did. I did see that. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't try to piss anybody off, but like, yeah, I mean, anyway, so like this company I'm wearing the shirt of, for example, it's a local Utah insurance company. Okay. It is owned by our, the biggest hospital system in Utah. It's called Intermountain Healthcare and inter, and that they're way in, in intertwined with the Mormon church, right. like super intertwined. Like it goes deep here. It goes deep here. Like the Mormon church owns streets and all kinds of stuff like parts didn't, of the city the, the new mall didn't the the church fund the the mall that was recently built uh yeah yeah city creek they did they did yeah. it's not open on sundays <laughs> yeah it's like a billion wasn't it like a multi-billion dollar build yeah yeah and like it's it's beautiful it's 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 like the one of the nicest places we have in the city because there's not much in our city but um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's very much very much did you all... did you dab was that matthew murray i didn't see the comments did you dab for murray he said dab dab or it's not live so he i was like i'm just gonna get that. this out of the way right murray guys welcome to taco tuesday we're we back here we are discussing all things um we were supposed to have a special guest mike gillam on here with us talking about cold calling because he is one of the masters mm -hmm. of calling um specifically in the medicare space he crushes cold calling on his own uh and hopefully he joins us here soon maybe he got caught up in his own cold calling and he's in the middle of a presentation right now i don't know uh, <laughs> but in the meantime christian and i are going to continue carrying the torch Hashtag give thanks, and we're gonna we're gonna see we're gonna see where we're at. I'm curious to know, like, what what do you think the average Medicare agent like? What do you think the average Medicare agent is doing right now? Like, do you my my here's my take, and then then you can kind of tell me what your thoughts are. My thought is, we are you know past a month, right? We're we're what mm -hmm. two thirds of the way through open enrollment. There's a few weeks left. 
I think there's significant burnout. I think what what most agents are doing at this point is basically tying up loose ends. They're not really looking at at trying to really grow a whole lot more and they're kind of already looking at January 1st, 2021. That's that's what I think the average Medicare and I'm curious if you're watching this live right now, tell us what you think. What, what is going on out there that you're seeing or that you're feeling with open enrollment? So Christian, what are, you, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think there's a lot of that. Um, and, you know, I've even seen it with, with myself. You know, I came in this week kind of expecting the week to be a little bit slow because historically speaking, usually Thanksgiving week is kind of like a drop-off week a little bit, um, typically, because people are, you know, traveling. Although I think, you know, yesterday was pretty pretty crazy here in our office. I was not expecting that. I thought it would be a little bit slower, but it was pretty crazy. Um, I think most agents are just kind of to the point where they're just like, you know, oh, you know, I might have done 50 apps or 60 apps or something like that. That, that, That's a good chunk of change. We'll call it good. You know, I'm just going to cruise the rest of the way. I think there's a lot of agents that are doing that. Um, I mean, I think there's still a lot to be had. I mean, like one thing I've learned, one thing I've observed the last couple of years um, is ever since they brought OEP back into the threshold for Medicare Advantage from January to March 31st, um, I'll run into a ton of people throughout that time period that are totally chill changing. If you can, if you can present them something better, it's not like they're, you know, not willing to change. And they just literally started their new plan, like the first of the year or something like that. I think that there's a lot of opportunity, but I think the most, for most agents, the average agent is probably starting to slow down. They're probably thinking about Thanksgiving. um, And they're just, you know, trying to make it to the finish line. Guys, I've got mini cheese quesadillas today, by the way, in case anyone Where did it come from? What... Where did it come from? Taco Bell? It came from Mi Casa. Ooh. It came from that? Casa de Glen. Casa de Glen? Casa de Glen. <laughs> I'm Mi using Casa old Taco is... Bell packets with homemade <laughs> mini quesadillas. What do you got, yeah. Christian? So my, I'm pretty boring today, everybody. I mean, I got just a regular hard taco, and I like them hard. I don't like them soft. I like them hard. Um, I won't. I won't put them in my mouth if they're not hard. Am I getting in trouble here? <laughs> I think we just lost half our viewers. <laughs> I I feel like that's the equivalent of like a sad face taco. That like you hold that taco up, it looks like that taco's frowning. <laughs> it's like I'm I'm a Del Taco hard taco. Mm-hmm. At least if we went to Taco Bell, it could have been like a Doritos. Locos taco didn't have some color to it. I don't know, but yep. But um, but yeah. I mean, I think it's um. I th- I think there's a lot of burnout, especially this year, because I think there's just been so much bullshit this year. You know, I mean, you and I talk oh, yeah. about it a lot. You know, the Part uh, B give back. I think is one of those. I don't know if I've ever seen so many Medicare agents triggered in my life. <laughs> like every day, someone's like. We're going to take this down. You can't do this. You can't say that. It's like, uh, I think they can. Actually, we've got some of the most litigious, largest companies in the space that are advertising this. So I'm not an expert. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that it's probably legit what they're advertising. Like, holy hell, it's been unbelievable this year. I think think there's two sides of it because... 
technically, if you if if you look at all the disclaimers on the commercials, what they're saying is is not illegal or against the law or anything like that because they put all the necessary disclaimers on there. I think what triggers so many agents is they like it fl- flashes by so fast that nobody can read the disclaimers, and so like. I think like a lot of agents, you know, they kind of feel like, oh, well, if an independent agency tried to run that ad, we'd get, you know, smacked down. And maybe we would. I don't know. I mean, I had um, here's a story for you, Glenn. I had uh, last week um, on Friday, someone from United Healthcare contact me because they wanted me to change some wording on my website. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and I thought it was pretty mild, to be honest with you, what they wanted me to change. Um and were they, were they like, uh, hey, you're going to get a cease and desist from us? It was more don't. like, you know, um, <laughs> hey, we really like you. We really appreciate you. You know, we like um, you make us a lot of money. But um, there's a couple of things of verbiage we need you to change on your website. And um, you have so long to do it. Otherwise, um, you're not you're not in good standing with your contract. That was what it was. That's what it was. Um, and I never had that happen before. Wow. That was that's, the first time. That's, I've, that's a pretty big deal yeah yeah and so um and it was just like little things you know like little tiny things like change one word here one word there um you know we've gone through the the proper um um steps if you will to show the proper united healthcare aarp logos on the website because you have to show the right logo if you don't show the right logo they get mad about that but yeah i mean you know it's um it's i i can understand why some agents feel that way you know because I feel like we get policed really hard and I feel like a lot of agents feel like if they went out and said a lot of the things that the commercials say that, you know, they would be thrown in like chains and cuffs and stuff. I, I mean, but, but if you look at it from a legality standpoint, the commercials add all the necessary disclosures. They, they say all the, you know, they say up to 144 back in your part B like they're not technically lying, but it's probably very misleading, you know? Yeah. And so, um, it's, it's interesting. I mean, but you're right. I've seen a lot of outrage this year about it. A lot of outrage, like yeah, daily on a day-to-day basis. It's I, just crazy. I think, I don't think I took into consideration how many call centers were going to be operating. It, it definitely, without a doubt. I mean, I think from my standpoint, what I think happened is, you know, COVID hits in March, people kind of see the direction this is going. And it was kind of like, Everybody was trying to switch to a call center, even people who historically maybe didn't do anything in the call center space were trying to do everything over the phone. Yeah. So I, I think there's been a huge influx and it's been, and, and again, it's weird this year too, because it's like, we had this like holy trifecta from hell, uh, which I'm going to copyright that, but it, you know, you got the, <laughs> you got the election you've got COVID and then you had open enrollment. And so it, from like my perspective, it was, I really feel like the phone line, like the bandwidth of the phone lines all across America between these three things, it was like just jammed overnight. It seems like the further we go though, um, we're getting more and more people to pick up the phone. So again, I think, I think that's just a fall off from a lot of these call centers that are already throwing the towel in or agents, agencies who are kind of happy. I want to go back. I was distracted by my quesadilla when you were saying this, but (laughs) you were, you were saying you think open and open enrollment has been affected by 
um, I'm blanking right now. When when you can enroll people at the start of special, what's um, what is it? I'm I'm can't. Yeah. Think. So um, about two years ago, right? They implemented um an OEP from OEP. January first to March thirty first, which stands for open enrollment period, which AEP's annual election period. Ah, uh, that's a, yeah. It's getting um, crisscrossed. Yeah. Yeah, and so essentially, you know, and and it's probably always been this way. I think it's just kind of like a maybe preconceived notion in the mind of a lot of agents. But I, I noticed, and I didn't really notice it before that, but I noticed like if you get with people in January that just started their plan, if you can present them a better plan, like there's going to be some of them that are going to give pushback. They're going to be like, well, I just started this plan. I want to give it a chance, give it some time kind of thing. But if you can present a better plan and prove it, I mean, people are down to change, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think I think that applies to AEP as well because, you know, most people, most agents probably have the, st- the thought process that, um, you know, most people, 90% of people have probably already made their minds up and made their changes, but it's last app in, you know, so I, yeah. it doesn't mean they are bound well, to those changes. I think, yeah. I mean, again, looking at what we've experienced this year between AP last year, OEP this year, and then as OEP was, was wrapping up, um, there's Mike. Mike, get on here. We're in here. Doing? Get in here. Uh, but then as OEP was wrapping up, then we went into like special enrollment periods. It was like SEP based on COVID. And so it's like Medicare Advantage has almost had like year round, you know, this year. So I do, it seems like the more we go in this direction where you have a bigger opportunity to enroll someone in Medicare Advantage, it's almost kind of taking the steam away from AEP, I think. It's a, there's less of a fire to, to deliver. Now, there he is, Michael! There he is. There he Hi, is. guys. Thanks for, thanks for joining us. No, we were worried. <laughs> we were worried, worried about you. Brother, what's going on, man? Um, why am I hearing like three of y'all? I'm sorry, hold on a second. Technical difficulties. Yeah, seriously. Hold on. Can y'all hear me now? We yes, can. Yeah, I can and hear you fine. I can hear you. What's fine. up? That's... Sorry, guys. Dude, no, you're good. good. You're you good. Hear the depth in Mike's voice. This is why he crushes the phone yes. so hard, you guys. It's that well, that's so the sweet. Old, the old ladies are probably just <laughs> lingering on every single word that you say, I'm guessing. Mike. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Introduce yourself for those who don't know you, and let's jump yes. in. I want to talk about the phone. Well, uh, first off, my sincere apologies. I don't know why I thought this was at seven my time. Um, no, you're good. No, you're good. No I'm problem. I've been wrong there. Yeah. Um, been a long week already. I'm ready for some turkey. Amen. Um, anyway, uh, I do have tacos on the way. I don't know if you boys have already started your tacos, but uh, just a few bites. Just a few uh, bites. We still got tacos left. Gone. I still got some tacos left. My wife is bringing me some uh, Casa Garcia's, which is a little restaurant right around the corner from here. So, Ooh. What, what are you ordering? What did you get? I told her to surprise me, but she pretty much knows what I like. I'm I'm, I'm pretty much a carne guisada man. I don't know if you're familiar okay. with carne yeah. guisada. It's yeah, beef yeah. stew is all okay. it is. Okay. Um, on a tortilla. And I have a little secret weapon. Um, I actually put mustard on it, which I know sounds weird, but whoa how how, how far away from tony merwin are you mike i don't know um, i believe he's up north i think he's in round rock somewhere i'm in south austin okay so okay. for 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 us who live in south austin that might as well be you know uh, another country 
<laughs> we kind of yeah. stick to our little area down here. This is what we do around here. So, so I, I remember, I remember when I lived in Florida for a year. You know, me being from Utah was like a different experience. But Florida is just like Texas in a way, and just like California in a way that it's almost like three or four states crammed into one. Like, yes. you can go to one part of the state. And it's a completely different culture, completely different, you know, uh, feeling and vibe than, you know, the other part of the state. And it's always been really interesting to me. One question I had for you, Mike, is when you're when you're making calls, do you get do you sense that at all? Like if you're talking to someone in, let's say, you know, San Antonio, do you get a different vibe or do you approach it differently if it's a person that's on the other side of the state? Ooh, great question. Um. Yes. So absolutely. Um, so I have a lot of clients out in West Texas recently. Those are some of the places that I don't know what it is out there lately. And these guys are all very, very, very much Southern draw, very, very slow in terms of how they talk. Um, and so you got to kind of you and kind of, think is it is it just slow talk or is it slow think too, Mike? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, most of those guys that I have out there are rich. I mean, because oh, it's, well, it's, well, it's oil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's that's where all the fracking occurs in Texas. I mean, so these guys are they're no joke. Some of them have a whole lot of money, um, but they just they're just slower mentality. <laughs> you know, so yeah. You know, I wouldn't necessarily time. refer one guy who I do health insurance business with. It wouldn't say it like, like for instance, I have a client who needed some ACA stuff done, which I don't do any of it. Um, you know, I might not refer one guy I know and might refer another gal or somebody else uh, because they, I just think they'll do better with the client. Yeah, makes sense. So, Mike, um, how when did you start cold calling? How long have you been doing it? Wow. So I'm 39 years old now. Um, I actually started telemarketing when I was like 22. Um, not for insurance, not for insurance or anything like that, but right. that's kind of where I got the background with it. Um, and I did that throughout college as well. I didn't really graduate college until I was 27 years old. Um, cause I worked my, I worked the whole way through it 40 hour a week, you know, paid my own way, did the whole thing. So, um, it took me a bit, a little bit longer than some people. Um, but you know, got my four-year degree and everything. And during that time, I did telemarketing. I also was a server forever. I waited tables forever. So sales is kind of just in my blood, man. It's just what I know. Yeah. When did I you think- transition to insurance? Um, so it was not my intention to ever transition to insurance. Uh, matter of fact, my father did this for 40 years and I didn't want to do it at all. <laughs> watching him, and some of the, I can relate. No, I, really I can relate. Yeah, I, did, I really did. And I was like, man, watching some of the roller coaster ride stuff that he was on a lot of times. Um, I was like, man, I'm just going to go get this college degree and get me a cushy desk job. Um, only problem is I didn't realize I didn't pay any money. So yeah. Yeah. Got into sales because I thought, man, this is, uh, I got to go make some real money. <laughs> yeah so i, I, I know a more appropriate way to do it totally I, I i mean mike you were you were someone that i was really excited to talk to when glenn brought the idea up you know several weeks ago because you know it's so fascinating to me because you know for someone like me when i when i when i started i was taught the only way that i was taught actually to build my business at the beginning was to cold call you know i, I mean I, I built my business on the back of cold calling the first three, four years or so. And, 
Yeah, that's how my dad did it, you know, because my dad built his business up in the 90s, you know, in early 2000s. And so, you know, it's, it's interesting because I get people asking me all the time, do you think cold calling is dead? Do you think with all the technology going around with robocalls and all this stuff, do you think cold calling is kind of phasing out? And like, I, I, I never quite know how to answer that, you know, because I, I feel like, you know, I mean, I feel like I, if you gave me a list today, I could pick up, up the phone, I could make a hundred phone calls and I could make something happen, you know, out of it today, just like I could of four or five years ago. I mean, what do you, what are you, what is your opinion on that? Like, do you think it's phasing out or do you think it's just as prevalent today as it ever has been? Cold calling will never die, my friend. It'll That's never it. die. It's a wrap. I mean, it won't. It, 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 look, and again, in all due respect to you, Glenn, and a lot of these lead carriers and stuff, and, and by the way, Glenn, I do very shortly your plan to uh, be giving y'all a call, a call and place an order. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, but Use the discount I, I've, done, I've done a ton of stuff. You know, I've get, I've given seminars. I, I've done I've done it all, man. I'm, and I've gone through tens of thousands of dollars on this stuff, okay? It just, for me, when it came down to it, I know that I can get on the phone and if I just sit here and be patient long enough, you know, with the good old headset, and just sit here, I'll, I'll throw the TV on. You can probably see I'm in my living room. This is where I work from. Here's my couch. There's <laughs> my blankie. I just took a nap. Okay, anyway, uh, but, but uh, you know, uh, you know, for me and, and for what it, for what it costs, um, it, it's just worth it uh, as much as I don't enjoy it. It, but it, it's the one thing I know, no matter what, I can sit down and if I sit here long enough and just be diligent with it and do the, and especially follow up, right? That's the real key. Yeah. Pokemon yeah. is not hard. You got to sit and build the pipeline and follow up with them a ton, you know, and that's where everybody, I think, maybe drops the ball a little bit. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I keep a list of like, okay, this was a great conversation. This one was, eh. I'm still going to follow up with that person, but this one I'm going to pursue a lot. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to get, get more on top of that one and, and, and always send an email. Always, I always try to text message them. Hey, did you, is this your cell phone before, Hey, before I let you go, is this your cell phone? Cool. I'll send my website, they have videos to watch. It works, but it is very, very time consuming. It does, it is, it does get pretty grueling. Would you say what, like, if do you have like a rough idea of how many hours it takes you to roughly go from, I'm just calling cold outreach to, okay, this, this is going to turn into a sale. I really don't. And and here's the answer for that. It's weird. Um, so there's, and, and, I, and again, maybe I need to sit down and aggregate this a little bit better and maybe I can get your help with it too sometime. Sure. Um, but, you know, some days I can get on this phone and within 48 dials, which is less than 15 minutes, right? Um, I could pop a sale. Other days I get on this thing with the same data and I go all day, 1,500, sometimes 2,000 dials a day. Right. That's, like, that's like a solid seven-hour day. And I might pick up some leads. Yep. And there's just not an answer for it. And then other times I'll, I'll go through a ton of numbers and pop into, like y'all had mentioned, you know, I've popped a pretty sizable annuity off the same data. I just finished one today, actually. That's what I was doing all day. This is paperwork for another one that I found just from cold calling, you know, but. 
I mean, I, no, I think to speak to that, it's it's kind of the nature of the beast, right? I mean, we we go through the same thing. I mean, there's days where I'll look at like our production from our call center and, and it'll be just like a, you know, normal day of the week. And I'm just like, what the hell, you guys? I'm like, what happened today? <laughs> like, and then, you know, yeah. And then totally the flip side where I'm like, wow, you know, we had a huge spike today in production. Like, I don't know what happened, but everyone was picking up their phones. So I, I think that, you know, I mean, there's, there's certain things, there's outliers like holidays, weekends, like there's, you can kind of look at trends and you can kind of play to trends, but there's always going to be a lot of unknown with, with what's going to happen. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think you're, you know, you're miss, you know, wrong about how you're looking at it. I I think that's just kind of the nature of the beast, you know, you just got it. The the key is just keep doing it and don't stop. Yeah, and believe me, I sit one, here and like thing... push ups and have like pep talks with myself because, by the way, I am so have any boss or nothing. Okay, so I'm like, you can do this. Don't stop. Keep going. You know, like I'm doing that kind of weird stuff. <laughs> one, one, thing around, like, one thing, like um... I have the tiger. I'm Rocky, man. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> one, one some days I just that... don't want to do any of it. So, but whatever. One, one one thing you said that I think is so spot on that I don't want anybody to miss is like. The gold really when you're cold calling is in the follow-up, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. like I remember when I used to do it, when I was first starting out, my my dad always taught me, he's like, hey, listen, you know, you need to, if you talk to somebody that maybe, you know, is let's say turning 65, right? And they're working and they have group coverage, call them back every six months. Eventually they're going to retire. And there was, um, you know, plenty of people, you know, that I would talk to them maybe two, three times over a, a, a couple of year period. And you know, I would, I would write a deal and somebody would ask me, where did that deal come from? I'm like, Oh, I cold called them back in like 2015. And I've just been keeping in touch with them. They're like, what? I'm like, it took me two years to get that deal. And my dad always told me that like, my dad always described it as like, you know, you snow, it snowballs, you know, it snowballs. Like the more calls you get, the more um, promising follow-ups you have in the pipeline. Um, I, don't, I mean, I, th- I think you get a lot more of that than maybe like one call closes. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the key is keeping the pipeline. And then uh, keeping the pipeline full and then just, but just I always, you know, I can tell if it's going to be a sales. I don't know how I know how to do that. I can tell if I've got somebody or if I don't have them. It's just innate. Um, and so, yeah, I, I probably let a lot of business disappear that maybe I shouldn't, you know, I should probably follow up more and more and more but at the end of the day i mean i can do that so much and and i do get a ton of warm call closes i mean i do what i found is calling so i'm only calling turning 65 for medicare supplements right um that's what i've always done I, the reason i got into that was that i was sick of underwriting so I, you know i didn't start out in medicare i started out doing life insurance i worked for new york life um, I went off to Guardian. I had a whole long history before any of this Medicare stuff before I even started. Um, and what I what I got in the Medicare space for was because um, of the underwriting aspect. I didn't want to deal with it anymore. I was tired of it, you know. And of course, yeah. the renewals and stuff. And so that's why I'm like staunchly all about just the T65 because that's that's the whole reason I started this to begin with. Sure. I can I can supplement with all kinds of stuff. I mean, I don't just so this i don't just sell um annuities i also know i sell you know giant whole life policies i've sold a i just we did a seventy thousand dollar premium um premium uh last year dang 
Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's other, there's other avenues that I have. Um, but yeah. Um, anyway, I, I'm, I'm rambling. No, no, no. Um, but, I, yeah. I mean, I can't speak about the follow-up aspect of it, you know, enough. I, I think if there was like one thing, if, you know, 92%, what makes 92% nation so strong is they don't follow up. Make a t-shirt that says that <laughs> want to be a 92% nation. Don't follow, Do not, up. don't follow up with your leads, man. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, across the board, cause like, yeah, there's, there's definitely one call closes out there. And I mean, if and you're a season, if you're a season as Mike is, you're, you're going to get a lot of them, but um, to the key to success sure. and to really move the dial it's it's follow up and and some sort of like you know are you are you doing like a crm are you just using your dialer crm or Dude, i don't even have my crm is the is the etna website and some of the carriers that have my clients information in there which i know this is poor and i know i'm going to probably get all kinds of lashing for this um, <laughs> i did ha- i did have radius bob for a while but honestly i got tired of plugging the information yeah, very takes a lot of legwork getting it set up. That's for sure. At the beginning, <laughs> like, whatever, dude. I can I can go on. I mean, I keep all my clients' applications and stuff, and I'm just good at calling. Like I enjoy most of my clients are friends. Like I enjoy yeah. calling them and just being like, "Hey, how's Susie? Y'all, y'all doing okay today?" Yeah. You know, like yeah. that's yeah. my CRM. I just call them. <laughs> no, it works, man. <laughs> obviously, it works. Hey, one story I want to make sure that you tell too is so. I know you you landed into Von Miller, right? This is yeah. is he still playing or is he ex NFL now? You no. Know, so with that, yeah. um, that all happened um, right when coronavirus was happening. So I haven't necessarily ran into him, but it is a referral just hanging there. Um, it's not going to be one where I can do this. I don't think a Zoom meeting. You know. I'm probably gonna have to actually put on some clothes and not a t-shirt and fly myself <laughs> out to Denver. <laughs> you know, so yeah, yeah. No, so so for those who don't know about, it, so how did this happen? Like, explain. This was probably him. just a call, right? Yeah. Let's, let's unpack. Yeah, it. So it's his. It is his. Um, I forget how many twice removed uncle he is. I, I don't even know. Um, but uh, I called that guy about his Medicare, and. Okay. In that call, he bought, I set him, I've set him up for his part A, his part B over the phone. I got a drug plan, a dental vision hearing. He bought a cancer policy. He also bought his plan G. And then in the end, he started asking me about um, investing money. And he did, so far, he's done $450,000 with me this year. Wow. Over the phone. That's, that's the sale of a life. You got, you got it all, man. There's nothing left. I I literally ticked on every cylinder and it was funny. My wife had just gotten laid off from her job. And honestly, dude, I depend on her income sometimes with this crazy business that we're in. And uh, I was going, Oh my God, it's all on me. I I better, you know, I can do this. And I I just sat down, dude. And and, uh, yeah, it was like wild. It was like a week into it after she lost her or got laid off. And uh, that happened. I was like, okay, I just made $25,000 in one call. (laughs) (laughs) I got a little bit of talent. But that doesn't happen a lot, ladies and gentlemen. Don't think that that you can do that every day. I hope that it's something I could pull off. And if I do, I'll be happy to teach you. But uh, that was kind of a was a crazy one so 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 you get crazy you, you get to the point where you, know, you did all the, the insurance related business you're getting into the money side of it and and then how does von miller come up 
so that's his uh i think his nephew or something and, and he said yeah hey, I, I, I need to introduce you to his mother um apparently his mother handles you know all his stuff you know um and wow. so that's i think that's his niece or something i don't so we'll see we'll see on that fingers crossed yeah that's crazy man that's it's just a hell of a referral and it just goes to show like what can occur you know if you just put in the work i mean i'm working off the crappiest data you can possibly find it's Lishak pro data i don't know if you know familiar with that company sure um i'll see sales data pro you know this is raw <laughs> every yeah. all the call centers use it all the philippines right. call centers especially oh, yeah there's there's so many and there's there's so many of like you said i mean they've they've kind of replicated themselves you can find list data all over the place you know it's a dime a dozen yeah, yeah. I mean, what, what i always loved about cold calling when i did it is the unpredictability of it you know like anything and i mean anything could happen any particular day you know like it was um and and i think i always really liked you know the 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 you know wondering of what's going to happen today kind of thing you know like what am i going to stumble on today you know like there was you know, am I going to have a dud day where I don't get anywhere? Or I don't, you know, is it just going to be kind of a dud day? Or am I going to run into a deal where, you know, I get into some business and I, and I get 10 to 20 employees that are all retiring at the same time around the same time, you know, like it just anything could happen. Um, and that's what I always really liked about it. You know, when I was when I was doing it. It's like, it's like the roulette table, man. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. You know, you're just like, let's drop the ball in. Here we go. Let's Guys, see where it lands. I, seven black. You, I, so I learned. Y'all know Ron Ray, right? Yeah, yeah. I learned. I learned everything I know from that gentleman. So if he's listening, hey Ron. Um, we need to have him on one of these days. He's great, man. He he yeah. taught me. So we were both working for a guy down in uh, New Braunfels. We were working for him, but we were officed in the same office. We had contracts under him, all that stuff. Um, I was LOA with this guy, so you know what that means. I, mean, I wasn't getting paid hardly anything, but I did learn a whole hell of a lot. And uh, I met um, Ron through him, and that's how I got in the Medicare space. So, I mean, we were running seminars and all that. I'm spending a lot of money, a lot of money to do that. And, and uh, finally, I was just like, man, this is no different than making calls. I mean, it's still, Matt, we got to go show up at this place, spend, you know, it's two grand for the mailers. Then, you know, depending on the restaurant, you know, 500 to 1500. Um, and we were doing them weekly, you know? And so, I mean, imagine that. Yep. And then oh, yeah. I've done seminars, dude. Dude, I, the, what the only seminar I really did was such a miss. And I just remember thinking like, I, and at the time I was just an agent in the agency that did the seminar, but I'm just thinking about all the money that went into it and to have it be a total failure where I don't know if a single client even came from it. <laughs> I'm just like, it was, it was mind boggling. I think right. some, but you know, I've seen the success from it too. And for some people, seminars were great. Here's my seminar right here, buddy. There it is. There it is. So, so Mike, Mike, I got a question for you. So, um, I talk to a lot of agents, as does Glenn, that just really have this, I don't know, like this, this attitude about dialing, right? Like I, I told Glenn recently, like in the last 30 days or so, I was like, you could put me in a booth, you know, at Walmart or something, the busiest booth. And I feel like I can get far more productivity if you sit me down at my desk 
with my phone, with a list or whatever, whatever it is. Um, and I'm just making calls. Like why, why did you, from, from, from maybe like observing agents over the years, why is that? Why do agents feel that they're scared, way? They're scared to do the hard work. They want, they want it easy. hundred nope. percent. I mean, even, you know, again, from the lead vendor side of this, even when we give people a list of qualified people who said they wanted to speak with someone, so you're not even really cold calling at this point. And there's still these so many agents out there that, that won't work the leads. They won't do it. And, and, you know, they'll make two calls and they'll want to complain or, oh, you know, this person didn't, I couldn't get an application. Like what a horrible experience this whole thing's been. I mean, the reason Mike's so successful, you guys, I can tell you right now, it's, it's not rocket science. I guarantee you, he probably puts more hours in on the phone than just about any agent, you know, (laughs) some weeks. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat this. Some weeks I completely slack off, especially hey. when I make 25 grand in one sale. But you like, can, okay, yeah, take you, the week you off. Can. Yeah. When you I'll hit a home a month run like off, that, I'll be you... back. Uh, that was fun. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> yeah. um, which is but, also my Achilles heel. <laughs> but 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 you you've earned that ride. You yes. know, like when when you've created a business and you know a business model to where. It's, a, it's essentially like a light switch. You can flip it on and off when you're ready to work. And I think that's kind of what, what I, I think that's what so many people just really admire about, about you and agents that kind of have that ability, you know, but it comes from years of on the phone and learning and just running into different situations. And um, I think, I think, you know, you nailed it right on the head. It's just people don't want to do the work to kind of get to that point. And you got to be dedicated to do this thing. I mean, this is not, you know, this is this is not something for the faint of heart. We we know this. I mean, you all you both know this as experienced guys who've been doing this a long time. Sure. This is not some part-time deal you jump into and go and you know, I'm gonna you gotta go all in. At least for me, I did. Yeah. And I've heard I've heard of a lot of agents that uh, you know they've got part-time jobs, I guess because they have to and stuff, but Man, if you just jump off that, you know, there's that there's that famous uh Steve Harvey thing where he says you gotta jump. I don't know if you're familiar yep. with that. hundred mm-hmm. percent. He's got a whole book based around this concept, but yeah, I have that book. Tr- it's true. I mean, yeah. you got to just go, okay, here we go. <laughs> Freak out the whole way down probably, you know, <laughs> but <laughs> you'll be forced to get on the phone. You won't have any choice whatsoever. I promise. Yep. <laughs> Sink or swim. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm a, I'm a right. big believer right. in that. I mean, I'm a huge believer. Yeah, you can't dilly dally around with it. That's for sure. Burn the ships. I agree, Ray. Yeah, you got to burn the ships. Burn the boats, man. So, um, a que- another question I have for you, Mike. So, I mean, obviously, you've been on the phones for a long time. So, this year specifically with COVID, how has that affected, you know, your whole process? Do you feel like people are more receptive to doing business <laughs> on the phone? Um, is it coming up a lot? Like, do you, are seniors saying, like, are they talking more about COVID? To I'm you? so glad you brought this up. <laughs> yes, it's been my best year ever, matter of fact. There you go. And I'm I'm so grateful for it, for it too. Um, and look, I didn't even sell a lot of med subs this year. I was focusing on other stuff. Um, but a lot of it did come from the med sub dialing. Um, but yeah, it's a it's golden time. I hate to say this, but it's a freaking golden time for us right now. It really, yeah. truly is. I mean, every, the guy that taught me how to sell annuities, when he made all his money, 
It was the 08 financial crisis. That's right. when he made the most money he's ever made selling index annuities. Why? It's, it's, it's crazy want because, to stash their money. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's crazy because, you know, like anytime there's a crisis, I don't think that's unique to just our business too. You know, anytime there's a crisis or, you know, or a recession or whatever the case might be, the really smart business people take advantage of it and they take a step forward while everyone else is taking a step back. They're playing offense while everybody else is playing defense. I mean, this year was a fantastic year for, for, for me and for us. And like, you know, I talked to someone just the other day and they're like, um, I think it was a client. They're like, how has COVID affected your business? Have you guys been able to stay open? I'm like, yeah, we're doing okay. We're doing okay. I'm like, <laughs> you don't want, you don't brag. We're doing pretty good. You sound like a pompous jerk if you're bragging, you know. Yeah, you can't say it. You can't say anything. You can't be like, you know, we're killing it. But like, I'm like, we're doing all right. We're surviving. I'm like, yeah. we're surviving like everybody else. But it's so true, you know. Like, and we're, whereas it it sucks because there's so many agents out there that might be like, you know, in their first six months or first year, and like, you know, they're being they're they're being trained to, you know, knock doors and, you know, do do all this like in-person stuff and then like all of a sudden they're out on on their ass but people like mike are out there just you know taking up all this market share over the phone you know it's absolutely crazy it's mind-boggling i had a client so he's not even a client actually so this is how nice i am i i get calls from people who aren't, aren't even clients and i still help them and coordinate with their other agent wow. uh, just to make sure just to make sure they're getting stuff completed because they I- chose to go this other route and I actually called, I, have you ever heard of United Medicare? I guess it's some call center. I, I just found this out today. Um, anyway, the guy sold him everything that I would have sold him, and I felt no need to change it. Um, so I just got in touch with this other agent and said, hey, this guy needs some help. He's been calling me. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and that stuff pays off down the road. I guarantee you this guy's going to move some money over with me. Guaranteed. You know, and he was a referral yeah. from the other guy who, who who sent me all, you know, we did the huge annuity together. Um, so, you know, again, I'm rambling. Like, no, I'm a big, I'm a big believer in, in, you know, doing the right thing for the client, no matter what. And if you do that, I think it, you know, karma, right? I, I really do. I think it comes back to serve you down the road. I mean, how, how many times do you see agents trying to cut corners, right? And how often do you see that come back to bite them? I mean, you know, clean cheating applications or, Hey, I'm going to sell you a, a final expense policy, but then I'm looking at it and this agent sold them an accidental death policy. And they were convinced it was, you know, like a 30 year term. Right. I mean, <laughs> you name it, I've, I've seen it or I've heard it. So yeah, I, I, I think, you know, there's a reason that you do as well as you do. And I, and I think that's a big part of it is that you're willing to do whatever works best for the, for your client. there's no replacing integrity, you know? And, um, I always say, you know, if I run across a client that, you know, like if, if, if I wouldn't be willing to go off of what they have for what I'm trying to pitch them or what I could possibly do for them, you know, I think it's just a good practice just to, you know, walk away. But the fact that Mike goes above and beyond and, you know, (laughs) you know, kind of keeps in touch with the other agent and is like, Hey, you know, this is, this person needs help. Um, just so you know, blah, blah, here's a situation. Like, that is such a cool thing, you know, and I think if everybody, if, if, if all the agents out there were more like that, I think, you know, I think we'd have a lot less cutthroat, you know, um, activities going on in their industry. I mean, at the end of the day, dude, what's 400 bucks or 500 bucks or whatever I'd make on that. 
then it, trust me, it will come back to me. It always does. Yep, I don't I don't know what that's about, but I guess they call it karma or something, but uh, it works. What goes around comes around. 100%. Yeah, I mean, like, again, the, um, the space is so big, right? I mean, we're talking about tens of millions of seniors that that there's there's so much business i've done the math before hypothetical math and you know if you calculate it including like all the fallout from agents who come into the industry and they don't actually sell anything which there's a huge number of agents who come in and they get licensed and they never really do anything there's like a thousand seniors to every one of us as an agent i mean there there are so much there's so much business for all of us like the idea that like, you know, you have to steal someone else's client or you need to badmouth another agent like that is that's purely just a small mindset, in my opinion. You know, yeah, when I called that guy, he was shocked. He was like, thank you. <laughs> Probably never happened before, ever. He's like, thank you for your candor and your and your kindness. He's like, yeah, buddy, I'm not, I'm not trying to step on your toes. I'm just letting you know the client needs help. He's calling me. I don't know what you set him up with. And uh, you know. <laughs> Give him a call, buddy. And uh, he's like, okay. So, so Mike, I, I have a question for you. And I think it's the most important question that's been asked so far. Oh, that's quite the lead up. Do you prefer 1 a.m. Tony Merwin? Or <laughs> you know, um, the only time I've hung out with Tony was very briefly at 8% Nation when they had it in Dallas the prior year, not this last one. I didn't go because of the COVID. So I take care of my mother who's elderly and I didn't want to. Yeah, I don't want to fool yeah. with all that, but um, uh, I met him briefly there. He's a real nice guy, um, and then the little bit that we've hung out on these Zoom chats, and uh, he's great. Um, I used to have a couple contracts through him, but I, I kind of moved everything under Joe Tritolo. Oh, just yeah, Tony, Joe, oh, Tony. It, was, it wasn't anything. It wasn't anything for, towards you, sir. Um, <laughs> me and Joe were we had some plans we were working on, so my contracts had to be underneath him. But uh, I know that he does Kung Fu, which is amazing. Or yes. Kung Fu or one of them. Maybe it's uh, MMA or something. I think it's like straight up Kung Fu. Um, and I used to do Wing Chun Kung Fu when I was a kid. So we have that in common. But in I terms of you guys should out, fight. I think we should live stream <laughs> no, a fight. No, That's no. what I'm hearing. Ew. It's, it's been a long time coming since you moved the contracts. <laughs> that's not that's not gonna happen. Tony, I do not accept this. We're not fighting. I don't well, I'll have a beer with you, buddy. So I remember um, you know, I mean, I think I think my highlight of all the cocktail parties we've ever done, and there's been a lot of great moments on the cocktail parties. We need to have another one right after we do. We do. Um, but there there was this there was this um there was this person that came on and she was kind of new and she was just you know real into the idea of doing face to face and this was smack dab in the middle of covid and you know myself glenn a couple of other people um were just really like, like this I is feel crazy like there was six of us I there was like... a lot of people there like, <laughs> like this is crazy but we were all kind of like you know a little you know i and, think uh, i was present for that but but to- tony in particular was just we savage are. Tony was I'll never forget it. I'll Tony never... was asking, I don't I don't think is Tony watching. I don't even think Tony's watching this Tony was asking like the most absurd rhetorical questions like I've ever heard in my I just remember thinking like, oh my gosh. We were getting close to 1 a.m. Tony at that point. We weren't quite there, but we were close. And um was that the night he had a uh, guy for Scython or was that a different night? I don't remember. 
I don't think it was a different. I think it was a different night because I don't think I was there that night that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we have a famous musician here in Austin named Guy Forsyth, and apparently him and Tony are buddies. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I guess you weren't there, Glenn, but uh, I missed that. He came on and just killed it. You know, it was like this is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) All this together, like, like, dude, Guy Forsyth is literally famous around here. That's like, we might as well have had, I don't know, uh, somebody famous you like on there you know yeah. trent reznor or something i don't know he's that big yeah. that's nine inch nails yeah um it, it, it was awesome it was awesome like you know it's just out of the blue and i didn't know who he was beforehand because i'm in you know i'm i'm in you know the land of um mormonism and everything like that and uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, but i didn't know who he was and so at, you know it, but he was really good and then i remember after the the cocktail party i googled him and i was like whoa mike this dude's a pretty big deal you know um yep. so he's like he's like a texas a texan legend you know he musically is. down there it's just it was it was a treat it was really cool yeah i awesome. couldn't even believe it um me and tony were kind of texting back and forth and i was like who is it what's going on who is it what's up I want, he's like, you cannot tell anybody. <laughs> I was like, I swear to God, secret safe with me. He's guy four size can be on. I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> that guy, that guy is super, super nice too. I've met him before. He's a real nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, so, so Mike, I, I, I had a question kind of to circle back around back to the, the cold calling. Um, what would you say to an agent that, might want to get involved in building their business through cold calling kind of similarly to you have, like if they were starting in 2020, starting from scratch, um, would you, 2021 or yeah, yeah, I guess 2020 is over almost over, but would you, would you, would there be anything particularly that you would have told them that would have been different than maybe someone you would have talked to in 2015? Like has, has anything changed in your approach over that time period? Well, I wasn't cold call back in 2015. So, um, yeah, this is all fairly new for me. Like I said, um, I, I basically failed in the seminar space. You know, I, 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 I more or less lost everything trying to do it that way. Um, uh, but that's okay. You know, you learn. And that's part of business in general. I don't care what you're doing. Yeah. Um, you know, you're going to have, you know, strikes and gutters. You know, it's not always going to be perfect. And, um, you know, if I had to do all of this all over again, 10 years ago, May of 2010. So that's been what, 10 years and seven months or whatever it's been. Um, I would have started cold calling and I would have, I would have gotten the same data that I have right now. And, and I would, I would diligently stick to trying to do at least minimum 1500 dials per day, which I know that sounds like a lot, but it's not because most of it's machines. Right. So a lot of the day I'm just sitting here dispositioning machines right you know and waiting for somebody to actually pick up the phone and i just keep a, you know i've got this thing scribbled all over but you know I've, i'll sit here and just keep notes okay how many people have i talked to in the last hour how many no's did i get and that's really what i'm looking at i'm looking at how many no's i get that sounds kind of counterintuitive but i know that once i have a certain amount of no's i'm getting i'm inching closer to somebody going yeah actually um i'm glad you called you know, me and my wife both uh, actually are turning 65. You know what I mean? And um, and that doesn't happen every day either. Um, if, and if I'm lucky, I'll, you know, get five sales a week. But again, I, I my, Medicare is not my t- 
total focus. Right. Um, but when I do hit it hard, I would say at minimum 1500 a day. And that shouldn't take you more than six hours if you're just sitting here doing it. And I'll, I'll throw my TV on. I mean, it's not like I'm, you know, I have the whole library right here. I'll read books, you know, while I'm doing this. It's, yeah. It's not like it's that hard of work. It's just boring. <laughs> so yeah, it's time. It takes time. Got to keep yourself entertained. Like I, um, Glenn and I were talking recently about it and like, you know, we were talking about when, when, when we used to make call, cold calls ourselves that we'd play video games while we were dialing. Yeah. I used to do it all the time, all the time. Yeah. Cause I mean, like you get so good at it, you know, it's just almost like, it, you know, you, you, it's almost just like muscle memory. You know, you're just dialing the numbers, going yep. to the next call and, you know, you just got to do something to keep yourself entertained you know yourself it, it is so boring I, i'm i mean but look <laughs> it, I, look here's the alternative okay so here, here's the one thing I, I will say about all this that this year has been such a blessing in terms of my own mental like in terms of my own confidence um you know i was pretty bummed out that i was having to make cold calls at this stage of my career like i'm i'm sitting here having to do this right it, I'm 10 years into this. I'm sitting here having, you know, with that entitled shitty mentality. Sure. Um, but then Corona hit and we're watching all of these businesses shut down inside of three to five months. And I'm going, wait a minute. This is amazing. <laughs> what am I complaining about? <laughs> <laughs> it's $99 a month and $50 basically for the year for right. data. Cause you can go right. in there and just download a full year and then cancel your subscription. Right. <laughs> So my, what is my overhead here? Like, yeah. Hey man. And Very you know, little. what I know I'm able to write some bigger cases and stuff. So, I mean, I don't know if that's going to work out for the new guy or not, but gosh, dang. I mean, if you, if you have the right contract set up and you know, and you're getting the right advances, I mean, I mean, I don't know what kind of bills people have, but I don't need a whole lot. I mean, five sales a week. I mean, that's a, it's a 70,000 plus, uh, uh, you know, your gig. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. From right here. Yeah. In my jammies. <laughs> and you in your yeah, snuggie. In your snuggie. Yeah, in my, my snuggie if I want. I need to buy one. <laughs> totally, like Christian said, I mean, you're you're totally in control of your own fate. You know, I mean, you, you can take a month off. You can work 10 hours a day. You know, it's it's all about your sweat equity where you're at. And you know, I, and I totally understand that mindset, like what you're saying, like, oh, I'm 10 years in this, I can't believe I have to do this. But yeah, it's, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I think, I think a lot of the success in, in this, in the agent space in general, not just cold calling, but I, I think to really be a successful agent, like conquering your own mindset. And it sounds like, you know, you were mentioned earlier, Mike, like you'll give yourself pep talks, you'll do pushups, like I'll do weird I stuff like the that tiger. too, man. <laughs> yeah i'll do weird stuff like that too where i just have to like like there's times where i'll just have to immediately like go outside like i have to i have to just like change things up before i can like sit down and keep working on what i'm what i'm trying to do Absolutely. so yeah i i think that's that's a really big part and again i don't think it matters really what part of the business you're in you know whether it's you're calling leads or or oh tony's here tony said he's cooking of course you're cooking. what's up tony what else would he be doing? Yeah. Playing poker? That's, that's all he does. Yeah, all he does is smoke meat and play poker. And drink. <laughs> Sometimes he does them both at the same time. <laughs> I don't know if he really that's does. They kind, they kind of go hand in hand. In a way, right? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Poker, drink beer, and smoke meat. Sounds like a nice life, Tony. Tony, Tony, yeah. we need to have another cocktail party very soon. We do. After AEP. But no, I keep I keep things all around. So I'm looking at my desk right now. So I have um I do this daily. It's weird. It's, it's how I stay motivated. Let the wolves of your past be laid to rest. Run hard, run scared. <laughs> I've got Michael Jordan's 10 rules for success on here. <laughs> there we go. I mean, this is stuff I do just to stay. To keep yourself, you know, motivated. locked in. And I mean, I, I've, I have all kinds of stuff um, around my desk too. Like I, I've had this since I was, since I started. This was something my dad gave me. It was like, you know, winners versus losers. It was like a winner is always part of the answer. A loser is always part of the problem. Like, you know, I, I'm, I'm into that kind of, sh- that kind of shit. <laughs> you have, you, dude, you have to be. I mean, if yeah, you were to look to at be. my, if you were to look at my um, little library, I mean, I got a lot of audio stuff more than I do up here, but it's all the, po- the positive thinking stuff, you know? And, and uh, I wonder how many books we have in common. Well, Glenn says I don't read any of them, but. Yeah, he's a collector. Christian's a collector, not a reader. Is <laughs> a different. So this is I got one of that my one. favorites right here. Oh, that's a good. I haven't. I haven't read that one. Um, and this is one I thumb through a lot. I haven't actually read page per page, um, just because it's just look at it. It's huge. Um, this is kind of one of those I thumb through, and then of course, okay, you have the good old cash flow. Oh, book. there it is. Oh, um, I've got, I have the quadrant cash flow. I have read that book. That was, that was that one of my one. early books that triggered I have me. That one. I actually plan to get this tattooed when I, in, on my body somewhere, when I end up in the, in the investor realm. Yeah. I'm not there. I'm still in the self-employed realm. So right. I'm trying to move through here, but this will be a tattoo on me one day. And that's, that's employment, self-employed business investor. Correct. Yeah, it's just basically, you know, having other people work for you so you can go take a vacation. Right, right. Uh, so I have, but I think I can pull it off. I've got kind of a rough idea. Um, what else? I got the 48 laws of power up there. That one's kind of weird. I got I got that one back there. Yeah, that one's a little strange. It's almost like Sun Tzu kind of stuff. I've got, oh, this is a real good book for any insurance agent. Ray, Ray's asking if any of us listen or follow David Goggins. Um, yes, I, absolutely. I do not. Yeah. So this right here. Oh, yeah, I a, know the Feldman method. This right here will change your life if you're trying to sell high ticket life, life. insurance. Yeah. This guy, boy, did he do it. Um, he did it on a big level, too. Especially if you're approaching business owners with this. This one's good. Um, I've got a bunch. Oh, here's one I would like to definitely show you. Ray, Ray, I listened to the You Can't Hurt Me audiobook. It was really, really, really good. I, I highly recommend. That was that was an awesome book. What about so this I'm, one, Mike? You have this book? Uh, yes, I do. I let a buddy borrow it. Though. It's, oh, it's a it's I a good it. book. That's a fantastic. Yeah, book. yeah. It, it goes through. Um, how, is that the one where they talk about the Beatles and how they basically got all their yeah experience yeah, from? from strip clubs somewhere they, they were like yeah. terrible and the whole reason they're so awesome is because they logged so many hours at the strip club <laughs> the, the, the ten thousand hours yeah man ten thousand so hours this is so great because this is exactly what it takes to do what we do i mean you know that's you've right got, you gotta freaking go through it and then it does get easier you know and i don't even yeah. have the renewals that i want to have quite yet but um 
I guarantee you what though, man, when I need to make money, I can get on this phone and something's going to go down. I mean, something, something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. Because I, I just get determined with it. I'm just like, okay, what do we got to do today? You know, even when I don't want to, which is most days, but anyway. Yeah. This is another one y'all need to read for sure. Okay. Okay. Is that uh, is, cash value life insurance? It is. Yep. Yeah. The, uh, this is how we sell the giant, like the guy that's taught me how to do this. This guy sells million dollar premiums to business owners and it's not even a big deal to him. And what he's doing is he's he's showing businesses how to run their overhead through it. Because you got to warehouse your your money somewhere. It's probably sitting in a bank. So instead of warehousing a bank, making no money, put it in here. You can use the loan provision while you're utilizing the loan provision to pay your daily expenses. uh, The money continues to grow as if it was untouched because it's a loan on the cash it's inside the, there. the book that really got me thinking on all that and mike we've talked back and forth on facebook about this a few times um but i'm, tr- I'm blanking on the name it's uh it's got the picture of an egg on it and it's uh his it, name's peter something maybe david david mcknight maybe it's david mcknight but it talks about um david McKnight, hold on. retiring uh you know, using basically utilizing cash value life insurance as a retirement vehicle and, and being able to pull all of this income out of it tax free. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it, it makes all the sense in the world. I, I so just, I, I believe the book that you're talking about is called the power of zero. Yeah, it's been, it's probably been 10 years. It was one of the first books I read when I got in the industry. It's probably been 10 years since I've read mm-hmm. it. Yeah, no, it's it's good stuff. I mean, I would I would encourage every agent listening to this to learn that. I mean, it, you know, in the Medicare space, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense because when you get up to that age, I mean, it's just you, you're too old already. You know, now it's time to move money um, somewhere safer usually. Um, but with that concept, it's really good for business owners. I mean, if you if you can learn that um, and, and pick up one or two of those clients a year, uh, yeah, you don't have to sit here and dial too much. <laughs> yeah i mean you don't yeah stream renewal income on that the last one that i did was uh you know and this is a big policy by anybody's standard it's ten thousand, and i literally did that in seconds it was just like the guy was familiar with the concept he reached out to me he's a real estate investor and he had a few questions and i said that's it let, let me get you signed up i called my assistant that i have for, for with this other uh agency that I'm with there out of South Dakota and said, Hey, Kelly, this guy's name's Araldo. Call him up, write him up, but a cup, $10,000. policy." <laughs> Boom. So that, that's, that's good stuff to learn. It, I, the, the thing of it is, and the reason I'm like about this huge Medicare producer and I, look, I plan to be eventually somehow. And I, I'm hoping Glenn can help me with that. Um, is is just oh, yeah. the, the inconsistency with it. And I happen to know these other avenues of, of ways to make chunks and so that's why I'm not like on there, like a hundred apps and however many weeks, like, I don't even know if I want to work that hard, honestly. <laughs> I, I found really fast. It's tax-free retirement by Patrick Kelly. That was the yep. book. I have that one too. Yep. That was the book I got early in the industry and it kind of blew my mind because I had no idea <laughs> what you could do with cash value life insurance, but yeah, um, this one too right here, Safe Money Millionaire. That's a good one. It's, it's weird. You got to be careful. It's, some of them are um, some of them are more geared to the IUL stuff. 
Yeah. Um, and not to say that IUO is bad. It's not that it's bad, but if we're going to apply the infinite banking concept to a product, it really does need to be the whole life from what I've been told by every carrier. Because, uh, you know, there's the direct and indirect recognition on the loans. And there's the fact that, you know, you get that dividend that's uh, obviously it's not guaranteed, but most of these mutual companies haven't missed the dividend payment ever. I mean, if you're using the right ones. Right. Um, we use Emeritus quite a bit. We use uh, Guardian quite a bit, Ohio National quite a bit. And if you look at their track record, I mean, it's impeccable. So um, that all that stuff kind of goes into it. And I know a lot of these books, they, they're more towards the IUL thing, um, which I don't believe applies to the infinite banking concept too much, but you can still definitely set people up with them in there. You know, right. they're still great for a retirement vehicles. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. But you know, again, Mike, I think one of the key things that you've kind of hammered home to that a lot of agents who listen to this should know is that like at the end of the day, it's, it's what you keep. Right. And this is why Mike's kind of addicted to what he's doing is because everything he's taking in, he's essentially gets to keep as profit. Whereas so many other agents and agency owners, you know, they have all of this overhead. Right. I mean, you know, whether that's it could be all sorts of stuff. It could be an office. It could be, you know, you have salaried employees. It could be marketing expenses you know, Mike's eliminated all, all of that. And so I can tell you from someone who has an incredible overhead that I have to deal with every month, like I, I could, I could see the lifestyle being kind of addicting, yeah. man. Like, like I could see it, like, honestly, just not having to deal with anybody, just get on the phone and that's it. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, it's, it's monetary overhead, but like Glenn, you more than 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 me you have to deal with so many different people you know yeah. on a day-to-day basis like you have so many people to manage and um i mean it, it, it makes a lot of sense i mean because mike mike can take in a hundred dollars and keep 99 of them yeah i can't and do i cannot do that a regular I, do, agent, I do not get to do that <laughs> a regular agent might have to you know might take in a hundred dollars and they might keep like i don't know fifty dollars forty dollars yeah, i don't know yeah maybe yeah. i mean so it's, it's, it's crazy. Like I, I always tell people like, you know, the, the biggest ROI in the insurance business is cold calling. It's, it's the biggest ROI because, you know, it literally costs you close to nothing. Y'all are familiar with the movie Big Lebowski, right? Mm-hmm. I'm familiar. Yeah. Like one of my favorite movies ever. I just want to be the dude, man. I, but I want to be a very wealthy dude. You know, I want to be the guy that's just <laughs> walking around in some jellies and a big beard and long hair and nobody realizes I'm actually rich. And I just sit around man, and I'm the dude. And so that's what dude, you're I'm, I'm trying to get there, Mike. Come on. What do you, <laughs> what do you think this is? man? I, I want to be the homeless guy for sure. That's I, I'm, dude. I'm, I, I want to be the millionaire next door. Like, I don't know if y'all ever read that book. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I, I have be the it. Guy I have rolling it around in some video. old classic pickup truck. That's all beat to shit. Um, and, and I kind of look a little homeless and you would never know what i've done yep. in life <laughs> i love it man that's what i aspire to be man <laughs> <I love it. laughs> all right gentlemen well um it's closing in on about hour 20 minutes or so so yeah. for, um so maybe we should maybe this is a good kind of stopping point to kind of wrap up um First things first, Mike, any, any closing thoughts that you'd like to leave with anybody that might, might watch this, watch the replay of it? Um, anything you'd like to leave with people that might be like aspiring 
cold callers maybe kind of want to duplicate what you've, what you've been able to build with your business? Um, put on the Wolf of Wall Street and just listen to that one clip where he's like, I want you to deal with your problems by becoming rich. <laughs> Pick up the phone, phone and, and start, start dialing. <laughs> That's Credit really the debt. only advice I can give you. Have, yeah. have you seen, um, have, Mike, I have to ask, have you, I, I'm, I'm sure that we've talked about this on one of the cocktail parties, so you might have already answered this, but have you seen Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's another one. That's another one. I, I've, I've probably watched that movie 20 times. I love that movie. Like that so, movie. Yeah, so, so that's another good takeaway. Sorry to interrupt you, Glenn. Um, oh, you're good. Uh, I was actually thinking about that before our call, because sometimes I am the guy who has to pick up the phone and start dialing, but other times... I'm also the guy in Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross that can go sit into a, in, in a restaurant and strike up a conversation with a random person. So Al Pacino. Yeah, I'm Al Pacino in that regard too. But <laughs> you, you kind of have to have a good mix. You have to you have to have a good mix of all these things because none of it always works, you know. Yeah. Um, you have to be able to do that. You know, I mean, I, I have a, a a bar that I hang out in right around the corner from here from time to time, and this lady came in one day and said, "Hey, do you know anything about 401ks?" And I said. I know everything. How can I help you? <laughs> and, yeah, and I, and I ended up moving like 150 grand the very next day. That's wild. Just from wow. a person I know that I that I've known for years, and I've never I didn't think she had any. I mean, I don't usually bring that stuff up around people that I that I know. But my point is, make sure everybody knows what you do, and then have a way to get your bread and butter. And that's why I do the dialing when I have to is it's bread and butter. I can, I know I can get on there and, and make things happen, but you know, as much as I can avoid it, I try. Yeah. I think that's I love great. it. I love it. Um, Glenn, any final thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, I just, I can't speak enough to like what Mike's accomplished, what he's doing. And I think again, as a brand new agent, you know, Christian's talked about it. I've done a ton of cold calling myself historically um, I think it's such a great place to start. Um, you're going to cut your teeth. You're going to learn fast. You're going to have a lot of conversations. Um, your cost is super low. Like we just talked about, you know, when, when a business goes out of business, it's usually because their expenses are, are way higher than what the revenue they're bringing. It's really, really simple. One-on-one math, money going out, money coming in. Like, uh, and if, if you're set up like Mike set up, you, you, it's hard to lose. You know, I would love to help you scale, again, you know, as a, as a marketer, as a lead vendor, like that's what we're here to do. But at the end of the day, I I can't poke holes in, in a setup like what Mike, Mike's doing. I mean, it's terrific. And I think every agent should have it. It should be like a prerequisite before you even buy leads. In my opinion, I think you should cut your teeth for probably six or 12 months before you even buy leads, because again, you're just wasting money. If you don't know what you're doing and you go buy, you know, like Mike was talking about earlier, you you spend 10,000 a month on seminars, you're just wasting money anyways. So yeah, I mean, I I think this was awesome. And and hopefully we get at least a couple agents out there who are picking up the phone and they're dialing tomorrow. That's, that's what I'm hoping. I would hope, I would hope for that too. And I, and, and, uh, and I'll just tell you the one though, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to be long-winded, but the one, the one piece of advice I will give people if they're scared to get on the phone, because that's just part of this. Nobody wants, it's called call reluctance. There's a whole book on it. It's literally called call reluctance. Um, it is difficult, but 
the minute you get going and you start realizing, oh, nobody's going to like come through this phone and like stab me. You might get the occasional FU or somebody screams at you, but even that's rare. Um, you know, it's not that bad. And just sit down and do the work. And then again, keep track of every freaking person you talk to, you had a meaningful conversation with, email them, text them, call them again. They need to be getting all three of those avenues hitting them. Um, I mean, I have my little website that I've built out. You know, I send them that. That's got videos on it. Even though they're a little outdated, it still does the trick. It's, it doesn't have to be perfect. Um, and then, you know, again, just the dial away, man. So that's If that's all you got. Dial away. I love it. I love it. Um, well, guys, my, my final thoughts is, you know, Mike, thank you for taking the time to come on. This was really awesome, you know, yeah. um, and I thought this was just a really, really fun conversation, something that all three of us could kind of get into. Um, and what can I say, guys? I mean, Mike's, Mike's kind of a badass, you know? Yes. I mean, yes. Seriously. That's, that's my final thought. That's my final thoughts, I guess. <laughs> and I, I, I mean, just, you know, doing it myself for three, four years, cold calling, however long I did it, I got mad respect for somebody that, you know, really commits to the, the art form of it, like, if you will, like you have, and, you know, it's just really, you know, taking the, the steps to master it. So I can't give you enough um, props for that. And um, I think a lot of agents can, I, I hope, I hope a lot of agents see this and a lot of people go through and watch it maybe a second time and pick up some of the, the gems that you dropped. And so we just, yeah. I mean, can't thank you enough for the time, especially during AP. And, yeah. no and, and by the way, guys, um, I, I know that a lot, I've talked with a ton of you guys on here. Um, I don't know if it's in six figure Medicare aging or one of the ones I'm in, I'm in like a gajillion of them, but uh, I know that Medicare gurus does have my uh, uh, script in there. So if anybody needs it, Nice. And I could I could share it in your group too, Christian, if you want. Yeah. Um, we also we're also gonna need a yeah. picture of of your your tacos, man. So. Yeah, I'm still waiting on my wife. I don't know where she's at. The <laughs> yeah. one and only job was to get off early today and bring me tacos, and she didn't do it. Like sounds <laughs> good, dude. Uh, All right, guys. I appreciate well, it, man. Hey, well, th- thanks a lot, Mike, um, for taking the time and um and yeah, I mean, if, if, if you're, if you're willing to share your script and I'm sure there's a lot of people that can, can benefit from that. So that would be awesome if, if you want to do that. Yeah, um, it's it's the easiest it. thing. It's the easiest script in the world, man, but I, I will, uh, I'll share it. And, and that's a, the one last thing I will say with all this, keep it simple, stupid. Y'all ever heard that statement? So mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a percussionist. I play drums. And, As do I, or did I? I, I, well, I, yeah, I, know, I know I don't really actively anymore, but I remember being in, in, in class and that's what they would tell us. Keep it simple, stupid, because you, you start over, overthinking stuff, you know? And so that script is real to the point. And I find that a lot of clients, they appreciate that. They don't want all this jumbled salesy right. stuff. Just get to the point. And yep. usually they'll just go, okay, cool. Where do Less I is more. Yeah, I live, I live, actually, it's on my wall right here, but it says less is more. Um, And when it comes to phone work, scripts, absolutely, less is more, for sure. Oh, it's a 100% fact, so. But hey, gentlemen, I really appreciate you having me on. And again, yeah. my sincerest of apologies. No, you're good. you're good. Oh, no, you're good. It was, I, I mean, it was. I it was laid a- on my couch right there, and I was like, I got some time. <laughs> <laughs> my wife was supposed to be home at 4.30 Central Standard, and I'm like, well, she'll wake me up. Uh, and i had y'all on the calendar and everything man but i i don't know if you can see the black under my eyes i am just worn out i am tired so no you're so, good yeah you're good and um i mean it it was a fantastic episode so i mean we, yeah you know, it was 
So we, I mean, again, you know, thank you for taking the time and we'll have to, we'll do it again soon. No problem, man. Anytime y'all have questions on any of this uh, in terms of cold calling or any of the other things I mentioned, I'm happy to jump on here and chit chat away about it. Sounds good. Looking forward to it, Mike. All right, guys. Take care. All right, everybody.